0: Welcome back to the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and West Reynolds with you on a Saturday prior to Mother's Day, a big day for everybody on Sunday, and of course, see, we are live from the race book or the racing sports book from Circa downtown Las Vegas, and we bring in our man. Uh, We used to do the green zone in his shop down in the Mandalay Bay, and I guess we'll be back there before football gets underway again. It's Mike Peranio, the director of race and sports at Mandalay Bay, joins us at this time every Saturday. Good to be with you, Mike, again. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. I I do miss you guys being in studio, but uh, we'll be back there for football, and uh, we still have your signs.
0: Yeah, very good, very good. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I miss my chicken sandwich and, uh, you know, getting lunch there every now and then at the Mandalay Bay. But uh, we've got a couple of uh, different big uh, cards in the fight game tonight, both Canelo Alvarez uh, and then, of course, a UFC card going at it. And Canelo, a big favorite. I believe I saw him as high as minus 900. We're now seeing more like minus 800 and even as low as minus 600 globally. Are, Are you guys getting a lot of action on this fight tonight, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, because of the, I mean, it's, uh, we had seven, minus seven 750, we're currently minus 800. The, we have big liability with Saunders. Uh, the public, you know, they, first of all, the public generally, doesn't like taking anything that's minus 800 minus 900 even minus 400 they like it until we actually tell them how much they win and then they say no give me the other side <laughs> so uh, a lot of our liability is uh, people that they're not going to bet a they're they're doing it for entertainment they want the value and obviously Saunders is the, is the value on here and and it's more so this week especially at that mgm properties cuz Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we're showing the Canelo pay-per-view free in all our sports books. So we're going to have huge crowds tonight uh, in the book for the the Canelo fight. And uh, not many people sometimes get a chance to watch these big pay-per-view events in a location like Mandalay Bay. Uh, it's a little different than watching it in your house. It's nice in your house, don't get me wrong, but in a sports book as big and nice as this, it's better to be here and have some fun, bring some friends, and uh, we're excited to show this. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to do this more often.
2: That may be where I go actually this evening because I was, because the I was same kind of thing. looking that, <laughs> for a place to watch the fight tonight. I appreciate the invite, Mike. A- exactly. Uh, really. The table
1: good. is ready. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll put it out there right now. Just no let better, me know how many people.
2: No better place to watch it tonight. And uh, look uh Brady, you know we usually get on Cinco de Mayo when it comes on a yeah. weekend. We've always had a big fight here in Las Vegas, whether it's been Canelo or Mayweather. Go back to Go back to Chavez, Julio mm-hmm. Cesar Chavez. Always had a big fight here, but this time it's going to be in Jerry World at AT and T Stadium. Canelo against the undefeated Brit Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, Mike, do you have any boosts for this fight, or maybe any like inside the in, inside the distance or particular round where this could happen where bettors can bet on
1: well i mean the casual bettors they love our pick the knockout round propositions because you know you you, even in pretty close fights you're usually getting if you can say i I think saunders will knock him out in the seventh round you know you might be able to get 15 to 1 or something and that's the interesting thing you know looking over our odds for the Pick the KO round and these may have changed cuz if we get a decent sized bet we change these odds pretty quickly but I'm looking over the original sheet we put out this is, uh, Saunders was from round 1 20 to 1 that's as high as he is except for round 12 which is 20 to 1 uh, I, I, I take the back 33 to 1 but Alvarez is you know he's between 12 and 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 30 to 1 too so for it being minus 800 you would think the rounds would be a lot more uh spread out distance wise but I'm sure that's coming from people that bet uh saunders trying to get, hit a uh, a nice payoff with a round knockout prop so uh, it's a little interesting that the though they're as close as they are usually with a big one sided fight you can see differences in the the k l round propositions but uh, you know it depends too. a lot of these fights, especially the lighter weights these the the k o props aren't the best bet because there's usually not a knockout in the lo- lower rounds, although Alvarez knocked out the last guy pretty quick, but Saunders is definitely a better fighter than this last fight.
0: The Washington Nationals had the bases loaded in the top of the third with one out, just grounded out to third base. The third baseman came home for the force out, now two down. Bases still loaded and still no score in the ball game. The St. Louis Cardinals were up on the Colorado Rockies five to two. All of a sudden, it was five to five, and more runs on the board now as St. Louis regains the lead. Now seven to five, they rough. lead the Colorado Rockies. Uh, in the and fo- the fifth inning, there in St. Louis, and the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates are tied at two apiece. And Mike, I think what you brought up there about you guys uh, having the free pay per view there at Mandalay Bay and all of the uh, MGM Resorts properties is great because I've said for a long time. Uh, one of the greatest things about Las Vegas is being able to experience a big fight. Now, obviously, this is not actually going to the match, but that is certainly the next best thing. And, you know, with all we've been through with COVID and whatnot for the last year, that ought to be a fantastic atmosphere down there at the Mandalay Bay. And I don't know, you tell me, are you going to be having the UFC up as well, maybe on a smaller screen or something? The main event, of course, was canceled, but uh, the women, Rodriguez and Watterson, have become the co-main event.
1: Yeah, we'll have definitely have that up also. Uh, you know, it, it'd be interesting to have UFC and boxing both up at the same time. But uh, uh, yeah, the sound and the big screen will be on the boxing and uh, uh, the UFC. Uh, you know. The, the, it's amazing to me when they first started doing these multiple fights each week and then they have fight night and and the actual numbered UFC events. I thought they were maybe saturating it and were hurting themselves. But to be honest, I, I hate to admit it, I may have been wrong. It seems like they can <laughs> keep pumping these out and still get pretty good uh, draws and, and pay-per-view results from what I've seen, which is, is amazing. Cause, um it seems like they're going to these celebrity matches, which uh, I'm not a big fan of, and I'm wondering if that's going to hurt the actual sports, UFC, and boxing when they do this. And maybe they'll stop doing it when fans can come back, and maybe this is just a way to promote these when you can't actually have fans in, in a big event uh, at an actual stadium. But, uh uh some one way or another, I don't think it's going to end well. I think we've talked about it before. Uh, if you're a boxer and you get in a bar fight and you kill somebody, it's, it's a homicide. <laughs> and these guys uh, are fighting celebrities, and uh, at some point someone's going to accidentally hurt someone bad, and uh, that might be the end of celebrity fighting. But uh, we'll see. I, I was wrong about uh, UFC. I might be wrong about that, too. Maybe it'll just be celebrities from now on. <laughs>
0: Mike, uh, I, I was speaking with uh, Chris Andrews, of course, uh, your compatriot there uh, for the South Point, and I did. I ran out of time. I didn't get uh, a chance to ask him, but I, I'm curious. We have all kinds of different sports on the card today. You've got NBA and hockey, really winding down towards the playoffs. Obviously, a full card of baseball, and, and then you have the the fight game, the big fight uh, with Canelo, and then also the UFC. How's the handle, if you can describe it? Does the UFC and the boxing dominate everything else? What's the comparison between everything?
1: I mean, general general public, it will today. I mean, as far as our overall handle with the guys that do sports betting as, in, as for a living, we we have some big handle on other sports. Obviously, uh, the smaller bettors are definitely uh, ticket-wise. It's all UFC and boxing today, and and it's all underdogs usually when when you have uh, general public betting like this. But uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to stop the clock again because you guys forgot to mention the college football that's on today, and there's <laughs> playoff games. It's playoffs. So uh, we've had that on the big screen and quite a bit of people betting it, actually. Uh, I'm still a big proponent of them moving it permanently to the spring. So.
2: And uh, as you mentioned, Mike, first game already settled. South Dakota State, 33-3, favorite and under get there. So South Dakota State, Going to the championship, awaiting the winner of this game currently at halftime. 24-3, James Madison all over Sam Houston State. Uh, Back to the fights real quick, Mike, and I actually agree with your assessment. I do think sometimes the market gets saturated. It's like, okay, you know, the novelty might be wearing off because there's fights like every single week week now. But if the betters are betting it, it's obviously good for the books. But this card tonight has been in terms of keeping fights on schedule. Only nine fights going to go tonight over at the UFC Apex because I think they've had about five or six get canceled or opponents had to be switched and whatnot. So any particular fight or where you're seeing a lot of action tonight on this very short UFC card?
1: Well, like you said, they moved the main event to the to the Watter, Watterson-Rodriguez. So we are getting action on that. But, you know, there's no real big favorites like there usually is in the UFC and no real big dogs. So, uh, you know, I think that Watterson might be the last, uh, with Rodriguez, I think minus 220 around that, might be the, the biggest favorite on the board Uh that's typically not a UFC type of card. You usually find one or two of the minus 400, minus 500, uh, even on fight nights. There's usually some mismatches, but fight nights a little less mismatch because it's not the top of the line. But uh, it's not just UFC, and uh, you know there's an MMA card, and and these uh, boxing has different leagues trying to start. So if if it's not saturated, then why are these other leagues still getting a chance to do it? So you know I might be wrong on that, but there's all kinds Kinds of fights going on on Fridays now, and everything. So, uh, if there's a demand, it looks like they're meeting it.
0: Mike, of course, you guys at BetMGM already have season win totals up, and of course, Super Bowl futures, conference futures, everything for the NFL, which of course has become a. 365 day a year attraction, not only in the sports books but everywhere else. And you know the schedule will come out next week. I believe it's May the 12th when the NFL will uh, release the official schedule. We know who the opponents will be, but we'll actually see when and where they will meet each other and where the bye week will come and what have you. Are, are you guys? Who's the early? Who's the early leader in the clubhouse for the off season, darling? As far as who's uh, really getting the most action to. Uh, win the Super Bowl there at MGM?
1: Well, yeah, Tom. Uh, Tom Brady still is is wow. getting action. <laughs> it's, it's just because that's not him top. to repeat. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people that have you know I, I've guys come up to the counter and it's kind of interesting uh, that have been betting Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl for a number of years and they're they're like going I I got to keep betting it you know until I, I I don't keep cashing and they are cashing quite a bit if you've betting them for the last 15 years you've had some pretty good paydays on Super Bowls, but uh, uh, yeah, the NFL, you're right, it's May 12th, and we're more concerned with scheduling because you know us being across the street here, those home games are going to be big for us here and a big, exciting and a whole new, brand new world for us in sportsbooks, so uh, we're interested to see the home games, the Monday night, Thursday night games, and and how it's going to affect us here in in, in Las Vegas and especially here at Mandalay Bay because we're the home of tailgating and and the, and kind of the home of the Raiders now. So we're looking forward to it. The reduction of preseason games is probably a good thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're looking at even the Raiders' first home preseason game will be as big as anything we've had because we haven't had fans for a year. There's going to still be 65,000 people, no matter whether it's preseason or if it was a, inter, if it was a scrimmage between inner team scrimmage, we could still probably get 65,000 fans there to watch. Watch that
2: right now, Mike. I don't know if you've seen it at your store, but I'll ask anyway. In you know, you mentioned that the Bucks and uh, the obvious usual suspects, the favorites, are going to get Super Bowl uh, bets, including the Chiefs and whatnot. But is there kind of a buzz team? Right now, because you remember a couple years ago where it seemed like everybody and their brother bet the Cleveland Browns once they got Odell Beckham, once they drafted Baker Mayfield. And it it was like maybe you're a year or two ahead of schedule here and they're not quite ready to step up to that level. And they weren't. But now the Browns look like every bit of a contender, at least this season, just two years later. I'm hearing a lot of buzz on the Bears. The Bears are always going to get. Bets because you have Chicago people come out here, want to bet their team and want a Homer for, for their favorite club. But are you seeing a team that's kind of like that buzz team that may be a little bit under the radar that you're seeing a lot of action on at least early on?
1: Well, if, if, you know, if, we always get action on the Raiders because of our location here. And if somehow people start thinking, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be here, <laughs> right. we might, we might see a plethora of that kind of action coming in here. Uh, we, to be honest with you in that same vein, we've had a lot of people hit the kind of the, the sweet team in the last week has been Denver cause the rumors mm-hmm. that he might go to Denver. So that's one they're hitting pretty hard here. The Raiders because it's local. We, and then the rest of it's always West coast. There's a lot of buzz and upbeat about the Chargers this year. Um, And uh, and, and with the Padres playing well, it's kind of looking like it might be San Diego's year. But uh, we'll see what happens when the schedule comes out because serious bettors are going to want to know schedules. And even if you're betting season wins or totals, you know, you want to know the schedule and wh- you know where they're playing and and what time of year, because it still matters if you're playing at Green Bay and 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 you're coming from Los Angeles to play Green Bay in December or November. So uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to see the there'll be a rash of betting and and action going on the minute the the schedules are released. And uh, so we'll, you know, and the bet MGM staff and the traders. They're so good that they they know kind of what's going to happen, but until it actually happens and you see it, it's it's going to be interesting. May twelfth, May thirteenth, when everyone everyone starts really taking this seriously.
0: Mike, just about thirty seconds left. Uh, your golf uh, acumen has earned you a guest spot on Long Shots uh, later this season. You always uh, seem to have a guy that's in the thick of it. I imagine you're on Gary Woodland at uh, Quail Hollow this week. <laughs>
1: No, I, I am actually not on Gary Woodland. I actually bet a matchup against him. So I am taking. It he's playing well. I might be in trouble.
0: Hey, scratch him on that guest list for long Uh-oh. shots. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Well, I heard earlier on your show someone was kicked off of William Hill. If I keep hitting golf, I might be kicked off too. So.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, good to talk to you as always, my friend, and we'll do it again next Saturday. Thanks, Mike.
1: Thanks guys. Good luck to everyone. Thank
0: you, Mike. All right, the Penguins lead the Sabres 1 to nothing and the New York Rangers are up 1 to nothing on the Boston Bruins. We'll come back and update all the scores when we return right here on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. It's decent, the sports betting network. This week between the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, the Triple Crown is still the main topic of conversation on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Steve Cornacki of NBC News talks about his successful pick of Medina Spirit in the Derby, and he looks forward to next week's Preakness. So does trainer Mike McCarthy, who sends his Colt Rombauer to race in the second jewel of the Triple Crown. South Point's Chris Andrews, he'll handicap the weekend races. It's the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, and it's available now at vsun.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And Rory McIlroy, the two-time winner here at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo Championship, has dropped out of the lead. I believe a double bogey has taken Rory back down to 6-under par for the championship. And your U.S. Open winner from a couple years ago, Gary Woodland, currently in the lead at 8-under par. He's 2-under par on his round for today. This golf course playing very difficult. Woodland at 8-under par has a one-stroke lead over Keith Mitchell and Scott Piercy. McElroy at 6-under par, and then Kodaira at 5-under along with Abe Anser, who is also at 5-under par. Jason Duffner and Victor Hovland, both at 4-under par for the tournament. In the world of baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and Colorado Rockies continue to put runs on the board. St. Louis now up on Colorado, 9-5 to five in the top of the sixth inning there at Bush Stadium. Still all tied at two between the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Washington Nationals and New York Yankees. Tied at one run apiece. We're in the top of the fourth inning with Washington at the plate. And just now underway, the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco Giants. They've entered the second inning, the top of the second inning. They are scoreless. The Padres at the plate. Wes, we've got some more NBA coming up a little later this evening. And there are certainly some interesting games, obviously, Mm -hmm. this time of year. Most teams have about four or five games left on their schedule. One of the very interesting games is the Spurs at the Trailblazers, 7 p.m. Pacific 10 p.m. Eastern, and this is uh, the Portland Trailblazers in the sixth hole in the Western Conference. And they are just uh, one game be- or one game ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers, and of course, that seven hole is the first play-in spot, okay? So Portland trying to guarantee themselves to not get into that play-in round as they sit one game ahead of the Lakers in the Western Conference. Then you've got the San Antonio Spurs, who are in the 10-hole, the final spot in the play-in round. They are two and a half games behind Memphis and a game up on the New Orleans Pelicans. The Blazers are favored here at home by 6 with a total of 232 and a half.
2: Yeah, the, both these teams got really massive wins last night. Uh, on the Spurs side, they actually kind of got two wins in one because they did get the win in Sacramento. And also their nearest pursuer, pursuer rather, that being the New Orleans Pelicans, now without Zion Williamson indefinitely, might shut him down for the season with this finger injury. So now New Orleans, two and a half back of the Spurs, so they've got some breathing room here in that 10 spot. Portland, by the way, were tied in the record with the Los Angeles Lakers, do get the win last night late in prime time. So now they are in the sixth spot, not having to be in that play-in scenario. Currently, a game ahead, obviously, have not clinched that spot from that standpoint, but First game back home off that long road trip, and they got a big win over the Lakers held on late and what uh, slowed to a crawl yesterday, so it got the under there. Uh, Two teams that kind of play differently here a little bit. Portland Trailblazers love to bomb the three all night long, and the Spurs really, they take a lot of twos. They're one of the lowest in the league in terms of taking three-point shots. They're kind of, uh, uh, I guess, a post-dated offense, if you will, Brady. They're not that kind of modern pace and space pass it around the floor and shoot the threes and have five guys on the floor that can shoot, was looking at this number today, and I think it's fair. Six here at MGM, some five and a halves also out there. I think it's a fair number, but Portland beating the Lakers and taking not only two or three from the Lakers, so if they end up tied, Portland's going to get that tiebreaker, likely for that sixth spot. And they're really not out of it for necessarily the fifth spot either because they're only one game back of Dallas. So lean a little bit on the Spurs' side here at getting six. Uh, they The pressure is off them a little bit, though, now with a two-and-a-half-game lead over the New Orleans Pelicans. Who knows what's going to happen with Zion's health, but still six games to play, so they have not clinched here. So I thought six maybe could look like a possible take on San Antonio here in this spot.
0: One more uh, NBA game that we'll get to on the other side, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they are certainly in the thick of it as far as the play-in round and the Western Conference as well. Two more baseball games just underway. You and I were leaning towards the Oakland A's. So far, that looks good as they get two runs in the home half of the first inning, and lead two to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay now at bat in the top of the second, and the Detroit Tigers out in front of the Minnesota Twins in their home half of the first inning, one to nothing. Detroit currently 15 games below 500, trying to put one in the win column against Minnesota today. We'll come back back, back with more right here on the Green Zone on V Cin. If you missed any of our show today or any of the VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VSIN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Polly. A numbers game or the Lombardi line on the daily VEASAN Bets Best podcast. Also, you can check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, and get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots. The Ron Flatter Racing pod and the NBA scoop with JVT on the Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting, we have a pod for it. Find all of them for free at VEASAN.com slash podcast. That's VEASAN.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM, Brady Cannon, and Wes Reynolds with you checking the baseball scoreboard here. The Oakland A's leading the Tampa Bay Rays two to nothing. They're in the top of the second inning there at the Oakland Coliseum. And the Detroit Tigers lead the Minnesota Twins one to nothing there in Detroit. We were going over a couple of the NBA games in the last segment when we want to finish up. With the nightcap, it'll go down in San Francisco between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And OKC West is really kind of playing out the string, but the Warriors... They are in the play-in round, currently in the 8th spot in the Western Conference. The Thunder have really been a mess, and they're catching a bundle of points here. 14 at BetMGM. They've actually seen a little bit of the money. The Warriors were bigger favorites earlier in the day. 224.5 for your total.
2: And it was 118-97 to on Thursday night with the Warriors getting the easy win, uh, they look like uh, with with the other pursuers uh, not being able to make up any ground really in the playoffs. Warriors look like they are going to be at least somewhere in that seven to ten spot. Currently in the eighth spot, three games back of the Lakers, so probably either eight, nine, or ten really for Golden State with New Orleans and Sacramento not making up any ground. If I'm getting involved here, obviously the Thunder playing out the string have not much to play for. I don't want to necessarily lay fourteen on the Warriors because they did beat this team by 21 on Thursday night. So probably where I would look here the most would be the under, and I'm seeing 224.5 pretty much across the board, including at BetMGM. There are, I believe, uh, a couple 225s out there, but that certainly would be the way I would look here. I don't want to necessarily lay this big number. Thunder actually have the worst offensive rating in the NBA this season, and it's been worse over the past two weeks. I think the rating for the season is 104.1, 98.2 here over the past two weeks. And the Warriors' defense have been one of the top several in the league pretty much all season and really in the top three over the past two weeks. So I thought this total looked a little high by the Bay. Uh, speaking by the Bay, the San Francisco
0: Giants have put a three spot on the San Diego Padres, now out to a 3 nothing lead. For Kevin Gaussman over Joe Musgrove. Three-run shot
3: for Brandon Crawford.
2: So, uh, awesome, getting it done for the San Francisco Giants. We mentioned, kind of like the over seven here, Joe Musgrove did take the money, and certainly not over yet, but uh, got a three-run lead now for Kevin Gaussman here, bottom of the second, by the way, nobody out.
3: Yeah,
0: the old veterans doing it for the San Francisco Giants. Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, and Buster Posey with eight home runs on the year
2: yeah maybe we've uh, the demise of the new of the New York I said San Francisco Giants has been greatly exaggerated apparently because They've been a lot better team than I think has been projected, and they weren't too bad last year. So right now, 19 and 13, standing atop the two favorites, the Dodgers and the Padres.
0: All right, we've got more baseball coming up at 4 o'clock Pacific, or excuse me, yeah, 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern this afternoon. This one in Texas for the Mariners at the Rangers, and it'll be Eric Swanson taking on Kohei Arihara. Texas is just two games under 500, but still four back of the Oakland A's in the American League West. They're two-and-a-half back of Seattle, and this is a pick'em game. I'm seeing it go in the direction of Seattle just a bit here at BetMGM. Looks like minus 115 on the money line now with a total of nine.
2: Yeah, Swanson looks like he's going to be the opener for Seattle. His other start, he only went two innings, so I think they're probably going to take that approach. Uh, Arihara on the season, I believe he is at... Uh, like 5.76 on the ERA and 5.57 on the xFIP, so not much of a difference. So what you're seeing is you're seeing action on the over. You're seeing it at nine and a half. You can still get nine at BetMGM, but with very heavy juice at minus a dollar 35. I usually on totals don't like to go above like a dollar 25. That's kind of like my little threshold on on a total. So. And with a key number of nine, already missing it at nine and a half, this is likely going to be a pass for me, but I don't disagree with the move on the over.
0: The Diamondbacks at the Mets in New York. It'll be Merrill Kelly facing Hunter. This is a late decision on the pitching matchup. This line was not up uh, for a good portion of the day today. New York has won three in a row in Arizona. Had been red hot, but all of a sudden they have lost four straight. New York is just a game back of Philadelphia in the NL East, and they are favorites today at home. Minus 145 on the money line with a total of eight.
2: Arizona uh, uh, really uh, kind of have taxed their bullpen as of late, and you would think that they would do so even more tonight with Merrill Kelly at a 579 ERA, just a 461 on the XFIP. These two teams have been pretty average in terms of hitting, but I kind of lean a little bit to the over here in this spot because uh, uh, you got to think that the Diamondbacks, they are facing, I believe, Tommy Hunter tonight, so he is a reliever. So probably going to get a big bullpen game out of the New York Mets, and the Diamondbacks did have to go with their bullpen. We thought it was going to be Joey Lucchese going tonight, but the Mets did just throw in Tommy Hunter, so... Merrill Kelly is not a guy. He's about a league average pitcher. You're actually seeing the under get bet in some spots here. It's currently eight minus one fifteen at BetMGM. I have not bet this as of yet. Would certainly lean a little bit to the over here in this spot, but as of now, no play for me.
0: The White Sox at the Royals. Lance Lynn versus Daniel Lynch. Chicago blanked Kansas City three to nothing on Friday, and the Royals have now dropped. Six in a row and now a game and a half behind the White Sox in the AL Central. Chicago is a road favorite tonight, minus 155 with a total of nine.
2: And that's what we usually get out of the White Sox uh, here early in the season when you have Lance Lynn on the mound. He's usually better in the early part of the season, then kind of regresses toward the second half of the season. So, no surprise that uh, they are a, a big size favorite, even though off the opener, Lynch has taken a trickle of money, maybe a left-hander that the White Sox haven't seen. And that's an angle sometimes I like to play. When you got a left-hander, first time seeing the opposition, go ahead and take that left-hander, especially... Maybe more so in the first five where it's like plus 140 right now at BetMGM. Full game now, 135.
0: No surprise at the Wells Fargo Championship either, right, Wes? Keith Mitchell and Gary Woodland in the lead.
2: Just like we drew it up, right, Brady? Uh, Rory McIlroy, we thought, okay, he's going to run away with this. He's currently two back of the leaders. Watch out for Abraham Answer. He is uh, lurking there at five
0: under par, three shots off the lead. We'll look at some more NFL props on the other side. It's the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back on v Sin. Get in the ring with BetMGM and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on the championship boxing showdown between Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. Just use the bonus code vsin 100 and experience fight night with the king of sportsbooks. And don't forget to watch live on DAZN. It'll be May 8th this evening, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, 800-889-9789. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Checking the scoreboard here, the New York Rangers and Boston Bruins are now even at a goal apiece as Boston gets the equalizer there. Pittsburgh still up 1-0 on the Buffalo Sabres. And in the baseball game, the Chicago Cubs still locked at twos with the Pittsburgh Pirates and still won apiece in the Bronx between the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees. Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon with you inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM, taking a look at some of the baseball that will go to first pitch here at 3 o'clock Pacific, 3-10 Pacific, 6-10 Eastern. And we'll start with Wes's Reds, fresh off of that no-hitter by Mr. Wade Miley. They are in Cleveland to take on the Indians today. It'll be Luis Castillo against Aaron Savali. And Cleveland really has been uh, a hot team as of late. They have won 7 of 10, and they're just a half game behind the White Sox in the AL Central. Reds are at 500, 15-15 on the year. They trail St. Louis by two-and-a-half games in the NL Central, and the Indians are a
2: short favorite here, minus 130 with a total of eight. You know, a little bit of a tough handicap here for the Buckeye State battle of the state of Ohio because if you get hit, no hit by Wade Miley, I'm not trying to dog Wade Miley, but he's not like a no hitter type of pitcher. If you get hit by no hit by Wade Miley, your lineup really isn't doing much damage. At the same time, the Indians are getting the money a little bit. 130 here is the market high at BetMGM, and you could certainly understand why, because this might just be a pure fate of Luis Castillo, who's made seven starts this year, has only gone past the fifth inning in one start of the seven starts. 6.07 on the ERA, a little bit better on the fielding independent, 4.66, but 1.62 on the whip, which is walks and hits per innings pitched. Last couple years, he's averaging about 11 strikeouts per nine innings, now only averaging about seven strikeouts. That is a precipitous drop from one year to another. So Castillo just has not been pitching very well this year. And I think Saval has been relatively so- solid, 320 ERA, 419 on the xPip. So usually you kind of want to fade. When, you don't necessarily want to fade the team. You want to fade the starter after the no-hitter. That would be Wade Miley. So there might be an opportunity to go against him the next start. But... I could only play the Indians here just because Luis Castillo is not pitching very well right now. And, uh, Obviously, a team that got no hit by Wade Miley, it's kind of like, oh, these guys aren't very good, but kind of like the observation I made. So maybe go against that observation. I would be on the tribe here.
0: Yeah, I have no opinion or action in this game either. The Brewers at the Marlins, also three ten Pacific, six ten Eastern. It'll be Adrian Hauser, and this was a, a late insert as far as the pitching for the Marlins. It'll be the lefty, Castano, going for the Fish, and both of these teams are just two games back in their respective division, Miami has won four in a row, but the Brewers have dropped six straight. Yet they are a favorite today on the road, minus 120,
2: with a total of eight. Yeah, wow. remember when the Brewers? I was going to say were was 17 and 10. Yeah, and now 17 and 16, as you mentioned, six straight. Miami did finally get a series sweep over the Diamondbacks on Thursday night, and then won the first meeting of this series. It is Daniel Castano, as you mentioned, going for the Marlins, a late addition here, I believe. 568 on the xFIP, 473 on the ERA. Marlins have been at least competitive, more so at home. Eight and seven on their home turf. They actually, I believe, have a, a well seven and eight on the road. So, you, never really much, even if you had spectators in Miami and Marlins Park. Never really much of a home field advantage. Marlins won six to one last night. Trevor Rogers got his fourth victory. So. Price looks about even here, relatively even straddle, small lean for the Brewers here at minus 120 in the market. And I guess the way I would probably go here, I'd probably look to the under if I had to, if I can get eight juice to the under. I think it's seven and a half now at BetMGM, but nothing really on the side for me. I have not bet this as of yet, but it would be under or nothing.
0: With the late pitching announcement, I didn't really know what to do yeah. in this game. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't have a real strong opinion here either. Kind of like the Marlins as a dog. I mean, what's wrong with them in this matchup? They uh, keep
2: winning. They Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly's got them very competitive down there, 15 and 16, with the team that doesn't have a lot of power at the plate but has some very good young arms. So I can't necessarily argue with that. Uh, case for the Marlins.
0: All right. Let's take a look at uh, some of the NFL player props as promised here before we wrap up the segment and our number two here inside the green zone presented by BetMGM. MGM uh, week one starting quarterbacks. Who will it be? And for the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, the incumbent, is the big favorite at minus 280. The newly drafted Trey Lance is at plus 220. And then you have a couple of real long shots in Josh Rosen and Nate Sudfield. Uh, but really, the competition ought to be between Lance and Garoppolo, barring injury. Uh, You know, I I could only bet the favorite, Mm -hmm. I think, Wes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's expensive, but I think he is going to be the week one starter.
2: Yeah, you would think so, really, in terms of uh, Trey Lance, obviously having to learn an entire new system. 49ers, uh, I think at least Jimmy G gives you some cohesion, really in place. And, and Mike McDaniel uh, now promoted to offensive coordinator after Mike LaFleur, the passing game coordinator, is now the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. So he has been on the staff, McDaniel, here. But first time as the OC, he was the run game coordinator the last three years under Kyle Shanahan's staff. So a little bit of a turnover on the staff, but maybe not as much as meets the eye. I think it probably has to be Jimmy G at this standpoint. I don't see Trey Lance coming in there immediately. And the San Francisco 49ers of these teams with these drafted quarterbacks probably are the most equipped to win right now because they were just banged up by injuries last year. Number one, you had that Super Bowl loss hangover that I think is very real Mm -hmm. in the National Football League. And then you had all these injuries, but they've got some talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The receiver core, I think some of them guys had to step up and play last year that now are accustomed to getting, like, starting reps, really. Brandon Ayuk. you have Mo Sanu, you have Debo Samuel. So you've got a decent little uh, receiving core here, plus George Kittle. Sure. Obviously, their big play tight end uh, at running back. They did draft a couple in the draft. They got Trey Sermon out of Oklahoma slash Ohio State, where he finished his career. Elijah Mitchell out of UL Lafayette. So he's going to go along with Wayne Gallman, who they got from the Giants. Raheem Mostert, kind of the incumbent starter last year now with Tevin Coleman now in New York. Jeff Wilson also got some reps for this team as well. So you've got, I think, a better offensive line and guys that are a little bit healthier. I think you've got to go with the veteran here with Jimmy G. I don't think Trey Lance is going to start day one to the house for sam houston Jaquez
0: ezard on a 69 yard pass reception all the way in for a score and the move he put on the defender here yes. down at the end yes.
2: absolutely spun him around like a merry-go-round i was doing research for this game yesterday and i think ezard uh, the receiver who just scored that uh, touchdown from 60 plus was averaging like 27 yards a catch wow which, which is absurdly high when I was looking at that, and that's what kind of put me on the over for this game, and now it is a little bit more of an overpace. Boy, poor number eight. That's not one he's going to want for the highlight reel for James Madison. So now down in Sam Houston State, they are the host of this game, 27-17 to 17 JMU leading about three minutes left to go in the third quarter. Closer here at BetMGM was minus one and a half for JMU, 47 on the total.
0: All right, let's take a look at team number two, and this is certainly an interesting one as well, and that is the Chicago Bears, who have a quarterback newly drafted and a veteran in place. That veteran in place being Andy Dalton at minus 170, to be the Week One starter, they've also got Nick Foles, who is at nine to one to be the Week One starter, and that's kind of an aggressive price, I mm-hmm. would think, uh, on Nick Foles there. Uh, but then Justin Fields, the new man out of Ohio State that they traded up to get at number eleven in the draft, he is at plus one sixty, relatively short. What's your opinion there as far as what's going to happen in Chicago?
2: Yeah, looking at this right now, you do—they did sign Andy Dalton to ten million dollars a year. So, And they're still paying Nick Foles some guaranteed money. And then, of course, they go get their quarterback of the future, which is obviously Justin Fields. Of these quarterbacks that I've seen outside from the obvious two that are going to start, which is Lawrence and and uh, Zach Wilson for the New York Jets, this is kind of the one with the more closer straddle here with Dalton that just won 70. But I think he's going to be the starter for day one. I hate to say chalk, chalk, chalk. It's a one-year deal now. Ten million dollars for Dalton up to thirteen million with incentives. So look, I don't know how ready Justin Fields is. I think obviously he's the guy they're gonna go with. They only have one year committed to Andy Dalton. I think kind of maybe by default, you are gonna see Dalton get the start here and one seventy I think is a relatively fair price.
0: And what's interesting, too, and I don't know if this goes into the thinking of the NFL teams uh, as far as deciding who their starting quarterback's going to be, but probably especially in Jimmy G's case and maybe in Andy Dalton's as well, I I think you can probably expect a good start by these quarterbacks because they're feeling a little pressure Mm -hmm. with these
2: young guns coming Mm -hmm. into their house. And especially with Jimmy G and Dalton. Jimmy G in the last year of his deal, and I just mentioned Andy Dalton, just one year uh, contract here in Chicago. So it's like... They're not just playing for their teams, they're playing for other teams. And when you just have the experience at that level, I'm going to always lean on the experience over the young talent here because these quarterbacks like Lance and Fields, I don't think are like can't-miss guys or what you saw like like Andrew Luck or like uh, maybe even Pat Mahomes who didn't even start his first year, or Peyton Manning. So a little bit more of works in progress with those two guys. The Oakland A's have added a run now in the
0: bottom of the third inning. They lead the Tampa Bay Rays in Oakland, 3-0 in that one. And the San Francisco Giants also leading on the other side of the bay, 3-0 over the San Diego Padres. We'll come back for Hour 3 in just a moment. It's the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM.